Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried and true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 12 of season 13. This is episode number 443 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. I will never understand the bathrooms in this country. Why is it that the doors on the stalls do not come all the way down to the floor? We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. You know where that's from? What show that's from? I know I've heard it. It's uh, it's George Costanza on Seinfeld. Yep. <laughs> Special, he has a point. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockandthatidealife.com and realtor Mike Burgoyne uh, for once again probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, uh, please don't forget to check out our t shirt shop at let'sgoblues.com for the very best St. Louis Blues themed t shirts at a great price. It is Thursday, December, what is the 28th? Uh, and we're streaming live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Hang on. on all the. We are officially on Instagram now as well. Yes. So we are we are streaming live on Instagram. How exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. We were going to do it last I, week and we I, didn't fit. Yeah, I could not figure it out. I figured it out this week. I think it's a two-man process. So we are now on Instagram. Woohoo! If you're on Instagram, welcome. See, Facebook owns Instagram. So you would think it would be as easy as streaming to Facebook, which we do. It is not. It should be as easy. It is It is not. <laughs> so we're streaming right now live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. Uh, I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the biggest show tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. The agenda for tonight includes a discussion to boot. Uh, the Blues rattle off three straight wins, all of which of the impressive variety. Uh, the Blues prospects are putting up hat tricks in the World uh, Juniors. And uh, Javi Bullen returns to the net. All that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Gentlemen, this should be a fun show. Uh, but first, how was your Christmas? Bill, go ahead. That's a beautiful coat, Bill, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. It's It was not a Christmas present. I, I got it uh, towards the end of last season. I love it. It's a nice shirt jacket from, from a shacket. It's a shacket from uh, from or a uh, jerk. 
like jerk or shack it? Uh, I go shack it. Right. I, I, I think, think I like shack it better. Yeah, I, I, I think jerk is probably taken in some you know country on the other side of the world. Jert sounds like something like a nickname for a player you hate. <clears throat> like, oh, that Kirk Maltby was such a jerk. It sounds like something <laughs> women wear to play tennis in. Oh, she's wearing a jerk. Jerk. Yeah, I see yeah. that. Okay. Like with her squirts. <laughs> oh my. Jerks and squirts. <laughs> <laughs> or it sounds like you know one team wears squirts, the other team wears jerks. All right, tonight it's jerks and squirts. At gym hey class. Bill, how was your Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I I didn't get a jerk. I was really hoping. No, uh, Christmas was uh, Christmas was good. Um, you know, I uh, had uh, a lot of time with family over the uh, few days in and around it. Um, and uh, yeah, had a had a, a pretty good, uh, made a really nice prime rib as I do I on Christmas. Is that and the tradition, the prime rib on Christmas for you? It is. It is. It's that's, a, that's a cool. How, how, how do you uh, do you do you cook it in the au jus or do you cook it on the in the oven or how do you cook a, the, your prime rib? Grill it. Grill it. Okay. Nice. I know there yeah, were some uh, some uh, chefs I used to work with. Uh, they when I was a kid, when I was a waiter, they would. Uh, I guess they'd cook it. Uh, I think in au jus in a pan of au jus on the on the grill in a pan, and then finish it off in the oven. I think. So. Yeah. Mm. That that would keep it super 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 yeah. moist. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I've uh, I've been doing this. I think this is our sixth year doing it. And cool. uh, it's uh, yeah. Are it's, you are you telling me that uh, you started a tradition the same year I did? Because uh, this was my sixth year of making eggnog for both families. Wow. Uh, not just cool. buying it in the store, but actually buy, uh, actually making it. If you want a hint for people who maybe have said, "Oh, I don't like eggnog," or uh, "It's just not very good." Make it with brandy. That is the key. <laughs> I have just dis- I've discovered this. I discovered this about ten years ago, and whoo, yeah, man, it's good with brandy. So they, good. they also sell eggnog in the stores made with whiskey, I believe. Yes, it's it's typically I think people use whiskey or rum, uh, but I don't know. I'm telling you what, this it's you're going full in on the sweet, right? So you might as well just add more sweet to it. Get some brandy in there. It's fantastic. You ever had a uh, brandy Alexander there, Jeff? The ice, the ice, the, the, uh, the ice cream with uh, ice cream to cocoa and brandy and uh, brandy and maybe something else, but uh, it, it's a it's a blender and it's like a shake. Yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's super good. You gotta you gotta drizzle the inside of the glass with some Hershey's syrup or something. And quite good. I I, uh, was, I also oh go I ahead, was, Bill. I was gonna say I think that was made at a girly drink night once upon a time. Uh, I believe you're right. Yep, still good. That's, Who cares? Fine drink. Yep. <laughs> uh, I also got Bill. I don't know if you have it already. Uh, I did pick up NHL 24 on Christmas. No, this, you're uh... complaining about it online already. Oh my god! I it's I all you all you NHL snobs out there, you, you video gaming snobs, can't wait to bitch on the latest NHL EA Sports game. Why do you even put yourself through this stuff? You buy the game and you bitch about it every year. <sighs> I. You expect it to get better. 
But what's the definition they of insanity, need, Jeff? What they're missing is they need competition. You know, they what? need the 2K series to come back. You know what? I, okay, I have not bought an EA NHL game in a long time. I, PS2 is the well, my, my my son has a Switch, but PS2 is the last version of a, of a console I have here at home. I've uh, done PC stuff since, but okay, I. I I bet you if I bought Angel 24, I'd find it amazing because I haven't played it in a long time. Probably. I haven't played it the, since the, like, the problem oh, is they, and I get seven. that like they are trying to find ways to improve it, but like they've changed a lot of the controls again. And it's just like, I'm old. It's the same controller. Why are we changing controls? Like hitting is completely different. Um, there's other things like vision control and it's just, Man, just give me a good game. I mean, I hate to sound like an old fogey here, but just give me NHL 95 and can run around, hit people, and score goals. That's just all I they, want in my NHL game. Did they take away the option of using NHL 94 controls? Yes. Uh, I'm not buying it then. So what year What, what yeah. year has it, 23? 23 has it. Okay. 23, I think up until 23, they, they had it for at least five years where you could do the NHL 94 controls, but... Yeah, now it's it's all skill stick or I can't remember what they're calling it, but it's basically the same thing. It's it's you know you got to hit square or X to deliver a certain kind of hit on one control. The other one you have to pull back so that your player gets ready and then goes into the hit and pull forward. It's just like come on, like split second decisions here in hockey. Like it's not yeah. it's not that calculated, you know. You know, you know, you know the the people that come out in droves to complain about pumpkin spice things in the fall. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, people complaining about EA's NHL game every every year. People just you and Tyler Stewart. Tyler Stewart's on a bitch about everything. The the okay <laughs> the thing that I've seen and I'm going to to listen. There's a few people who have said if you just keep with it, get your ass kicked basically for two weeks. You stick with it, you'll love it. So I'm going to try that. I'm just, man, it's infuriating because it's just like, God, I know how to play this damn game. I know how to win. But oh, I don't, it's just I don't the feel, goalies are so bad, too. I don't, feel sorry, I don't feel sorry for you people. You, you, I mean, what, was the game bought for you? Yes. Okay. Did you ask for it? Mm, kind of. <laughs> well, okay. That's well, on you it, then. My niece, okay, so my niece, who is 11, asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And just as a joke, I said, oh, NHL 24. You know, she's not going to spend $70 on me. She's 11. So, yeah, of course, on Christmas, there it is, it wrapped mm. up, NHL 24. I'm like, how the hell did you get this? Maybe it's stolen. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. <laughs> Maybe there's a GameStop out there missing a game. Yeah, oh, we found it. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's in Oakville. Go get that guy. <laughs> Uh, my Christmas was good, standard Christmas, typical, which meant it was uh, really, really good. Uh, just at my parents' house, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Christmas morning with the kids was was fun. Um, yeah, nothing uh, weird or strange or unusual happened. I don't think so. That was that was good. I guess. I hope everyone in the uh, chat and all the listeners listening right now had a had a fantastic Christmas or holiday season, if you will, to be inclusive. Uh, what was that? Remember Wayne Gretzky uh, hockey game way back in the Windows 95 days? I do. Oh, yeah. I do. That was a great I, game. 
I got it. It was, it was terrible. The uh, <laughs> well, the the NES version of it was terrible. I was gonna yes. say, I, I played it on NES. Genesis had it, didn't they too? They had Genesis was it, had one. Was it? I, I don't know if Genesis. I, had no, it I was. Nintendo it, did. I think oh, it did. was. I think it was Genesis, and that's the one that I'm thinking about. Which one am I? I'm thinking I of Wayne Gretzky it. 3D hockey. Does that sound right? Is that the same thing? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey was on Nintendo 64. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Wayne there Gretzky. was one before that that was on um, the Genesis, and it was just terrible. Wayne Gretzky and the NHLPA All-Stars? That was Maybe a Genesis was game it? and Super Nintendo. Mm. That sounds right. Yeah, I think I gotta, that's it. I yeah, because it. it's, it's him and his Team Canada jersey, right? It is, yeah, red and white. Either that or a yep. red wing jersey. I can't that's, tell. Yeah, I had that one too. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the only one that's coming up. So, what well, anyway, I, I, well, I, I never played it. I've seen it. I thought people liked it, but I could be wrong. It. I mean, it's a bad game. You play it now, and you're like, "What the fuck?" But like, you know, back in the day, it was it was fun. It was just fun. And there's a game I have. I always forget what it's called. It's called like NHL Open Ice. It's on PlayStation One. And it's basically uh, yeah. their answer to NBA Jam. Yeah. And that game is awful, but I'll pop it in every now and then and play it and have the time just, of my life. Just play Hit the Ice. That's a good one, too. I've, I've got uh, that on my arcade. That's just the other one. NHL Hits. That one's good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, uh, Justin Scott, friend of the show, Justin Scott, uh, he has started up a, a new blues podcast. Um, it's called Inside the Note. It's on YouTube, so uh, give them a follow and a listen. Uh, just I, get, I assume you search for Inside the Note podcast on on YouTube. It should come up. Yeah, I typed uh, in Inside the Note. Uh, I think I just typed Inside the Note podcast, and it was the first thing that popped up. I think they've had one episode so far. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, congrats Scott. to Justin yep. Scott. Welcome to the podcasting community. Um, good luck. Have to some you. fun. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to you and. You know, uh, maybe we'll have to have you on after you've had a couple episodes. And, yeah. you know, that Good way you're well seasoned and sure. you can keep up with us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Two episodes should do it. <laughs> no big deal. That's how long it's a bill. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, his first, was... the first thing you ever said on the show was uh, happy to be a part of the organization. <laughs> and I remember Kurt and I just laughed, and we're like, all right, he already fits in. <laughs> well, you got to speak to speak, talk to talk. Yeah. I, I kind of grew up in hockey locker rooms and yeah. knew the sound bites. Uh, the official beers of episode number 443. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPRICE12. Jeff's at jponder94. Bill's is Billy Bluno at 33. Uh, should change this to official beverage of the episode because uh, half the time I don't do beers. I'm like switching it up. So, uh, uh, you now last you. week I went last week I went first. You've gone first the last two weeks, I think. Not the last two, the last one week I think I went first. But we have had a really good week, so maybe I'll we'll keep doing this for a while until mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. All right, I don't have I I've got all I have is my uh, my fruit punch meal water, so. <laughs> Nothing exciting there. My flavored water, um, but that's that's the kind of energy it, you want to bring into an avalanche game, right? In my <laughs> in my in my Ozark Trail insulated uh, uh, 
Tumblr there. And I'll tell you what, the Ozark Trail Tumblr at Walmart for like nine bucks or ten bucks, whatever it is, uh, almost every bit as good as a Getty, and it's like a fourth of the price. So there you go. That's my uh, that's my tip for you people. Bill, and by by you people, I mean you. exactly what you think I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Blues fans, Blues fans, Blues fans, exactly. What do you think I meant? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, all that. Um, <laughs> I I am trying to keep a thing going and actually having a beer. Um, I have the Four Elf Winter Warmer uh, from Dark Horse Brewing out of uh, Marshall, Michigan. They're up near the Grand Rapids area, uh, up near uh, both. Uh, um, founders and not too terribly far away from bells uh but very good winter warmer beer you know lots of uh, lots of winter flavors cinnamon cherry uh brown sugar clove nutmeg honey it's good pm do you know where your children are oh uh, so tonight I am drinking, uh, actually I was telling the boys first night for everything, right? Uh, we're in episode 443, 443. first time any of us have had a pony keg. Uh, <laughs> you can see I'm picking it up with one hand. There's not a lot left. That's not a pony um, keg. That's not what this is called. It's a mini horse keg. That's a, I don't know what it is. A lot of beer is what it is. Pony keg is one of those skinny ones. Oh, well then that's not what this is. I always thought this was a pony keg. I, unless I'm like, I think I'm right. You might be. I don't know. I'll look it up on break. But okay. I've got a small keg here of Christmas ale from Breckenridge Brewery, uh, which is a good Christmas ale. And, uh, yeah, so you can see it's a nice dark beer. Uh, wires the camera. There it is. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I opened this up last night. Um, well, I was telling the boys at Schnooks, it was cheaper to get this than a six-pack of the same beer so i was like even if i don't drink it all that's a much better buy so i got it it's been sitting in my fridge i had a friend over last night we drank a lot of it and i thought i can finish it on the show because you just got to drink it within 48 hours of opening it so uh yeah still tastes good and i plan to tap this bitch tonight so we will see okay the capacity of a standard pony keg is 7.75 gallons this is only 1.32 gallons. Okay. So All that's right. not what this is. Okay. What the I hell think, do you call I, I do see a, I do see a picture of one is called the Greg. And it's two gallons. So that's it's almost that. Okay. <laughs> Let me just look it the up Greg. on Breckenridge site. What is, how, how, is how many it gallons the old is that? Greg? How many the gallons? Old Greg. How many how many what? gallons is that again? 1.32. Okay. So <laughs> it's like 16% Greg. 65. They're just calling it a mini keg on their website. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. So, I yeah. Think, yeah. I will call. I, I'm okay with that. Mini keg. Mini keg. Yeah. Nice. When you said, I heard you said pony keg, I'm like, wow, you're finished off a pony keg. That's seven gallons of beer. I had no <laughs> idea that, that that there was a difference. I just thought okay. it's a tiny keg. It's called a pony keg. And I, I can see where that would be. Uh, I've never version. had a pony keg, man. I kind of want to get myself one. Uh, seven gallons is a good. Good amount for a nice party, you know. Of course, Justin Scott tunes in now. We've already plugged your podcast, asshole. <laughs> like, where were you earlier? Jesus. 
Here, here. I'll be nice. I'll do it one more time. <laughs> Inside the note on YouTube, uh, Justin Scott. I'm not sure how often. Maybe you can let us know how often he'll he, they, they plan on doing shows. My my tip to anyone who podcasts: you do not have to post every week like we do. You don't have to post every month, but as long as you keep it in the same cadence, tell your audience, we will post once a week, once a month, once every three months, whatever it is, just keep to that. That's what I get an audience. It's exactly what I told him. I said, just be consistent with your release times. And so people will know about when it's coming out. So, um, yeah, I try to anyway, you know, yeah, so Shit between happens. yeah, between you know nine fifteen and midnight on Wednesday <laughs> yeah. or Thursday. I was gonna I was gonna say don't be like us and right. if you tell your we, audience a time, stick no, to it. We are very consistent in saying nine fifteen and starting at nine thirty, nine forty in that little window there. We are very consistent in that. <laughs> Uh, the St. Louis Blues uh, have some prospects in the World Junior Championships, which is going on right now. Uh, seven, the Blues have seven uh, in the uh, in the tournament, which is tied for league high. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, Otto Stenberg, uh, Theo Lindstein, uh, Alex Zentry, Kaskamaki, uh, Jakob Stansi, Stansel, is it Stansel, I? I believe. Uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, and. Uh, I, I believe it's your it's Yori Yori Pekarczyk 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 <laughs> How do you say it? It's pronounced the same way as Slavkowski. How do you say his first name, Bill? Yuri 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 Pekarczyk. I believe is how you say that. When you start when we, when we put down these names in show notes, um, phonetic spelling only, because this is ridiculous. Ridiculous! What? I don't know. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say one word and change my mind. I combined two words together. <laughs> I like. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, my nephew, uh, 16, last year he, when he was 15, he uh, he was. They were trying to get the attention of my niece, who's uh, 10 at the time, and uh, same one who bought me HL 24, and uh, and he, he's just not paying attention. And he looks at my uh, wife and he goes. God, she's so obliterate. And my wife looks at him and goes, obliterate. what? Obliterate. And he goes, she's obliterate. And she goes, did you just co- combine oblivious and illiterate? And he goes, oh, shit, yeah, I'm not going to hear the end of this one. The like, irony nope. in that statement is hilarious. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> That's a pretty good definition of irony, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yep. Uh uh, Jimmy Snuggerud and Otto Stenberg both had hat tricks today. Uh, Snuggerud's came in the first period. Did you just call him Ottawa Stenberg? Otto, did I? <laughs> I Otto? I'll have to replay that. Um, <laughs> I, I heard Otto. Otto okay. Stenberg. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Otto Stenberg. Okay. <laughs> both had hat tricks. Snuggerud's came in the uh, first period. Uh, natural hat trick. Uh, like 13 minutes into the first period, he had a hat trick. Uh, in the USA's 11-3 to route of Switzerland. Uh, Blues selected Snuggerud at uh, 23rd overall in the 2022 NHL draft, and uh, Stenberg was 25th overall this past summer. So uh, good-looking prospects so far. Uh, Dvorsky has got a lot of press uh, coming over, too. So it'll be fun watching these kids come up and play um, over the next uh, few years. The one thing about – so I don't know if you guys saw any of – Snuggerud's or or Stenberg's goals, but um, I saw I saw Snuggerud's goals. So Snuggerud's 
uh, I think it was his third goal and then Stenberg's first goal were just bomb wrist shots from the the hash marks. Uh, Snuggerudes was off a face-off win. And, I mean, just an absolute snipe of a shot from both of them on both those goals. And I'm like, oh, and then if you watch Stungerud in these games, which I watched last year, he's he's the man now, like, for Team USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I'm really excited about him, and I know we talked about this when Tage Thompson came up. He's a shooter. He will shoot every fucking chance he gets. And seeing him out there just dominating, I mean, absolutely dominating play in the offensive zone, is so exciting and, and it really gives you a lot of hope for the future with this kid. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be a 50 goal scorer, but I can tell you what, I think this kid will easily be a top six player in the NHL. If he keeps this progression going because whew, he has got a bomb of a shot and he is so good about getting it, into open ice. The blues have a two or three guys that could be top that, that are projecting to be, Top six forwards, so you know this. This is, I mean, it's a uh, you know. I I think the the depth of the Blues forward group, uh, and they should be coming in the next year or two. So I mean, the the depth should be maintained, um, yeah. if you will. You know, when when guys leave, you know, we get the young kids coming up. So hopefully, you know, that they they transition well into the NHL, and we uh, we have uh, some fun young kids to root for here in the next year or two. Yeah, Stenberg too, man. I mean, yeah. I, again, getting into open ice, ripping shots. I mean, that's what you kind of. And again, I I, I don't want to lead off the show ripping on Kairu, but like that's kind of been the knock on him, especially this year. Is dude, just fire the fucking puck, and you hope that Stuggerud and Stenberg will keep that up. Man, the Blues in let's say two three years, if Kairu continues improving his play, which we'll talk about a lot. I think this week on the show, I mean, you're talking about having Snuggerud, Kairu, and Stenberg just ripping shots on three separate lines across the Blues lineup. I mean, that, oh, it's salivating for Blues fans if this works out the way that I'm hoping it will. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, recent Blues games, uh, but we're due for a break right now. Uh, so on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about games against Florida, which we talked about uh, before the show, like it seemed like forever ago. Uh, and a game against Chicago, which was rather interesting. And then, of course, the uh, the good game against Dallas. So uh, we'll talk about that on the other side of this break. You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rock and That Idea Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, Slim Plus, to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost. Lean capsules help bust those sugar cravings and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. 
Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started. And remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall and & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so he offers special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company. Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under spatulas. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? Spatula City, we sell spatulas. And that's and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Uh, so the Blues, we'll go back a couple of games real quick. Uh, the Blues did defeat the Panthers 4-1 to one in Florida. Uh, coming two nights after the Blues dropped, an awful game to the Lightning, 6-1, to one, which was the worst game by far uh, by the Blues under Drew Bannister. Yeah, only you know, well, game. it's the only loss they've had, so right. clearly. It's but it was a bad yeah. loss. It, it wasn't was, just a yeah. loss. It was a bad it was, loss. It was the anemic blues. It was the, yes. oh, boy, here we go. They're still on this roller coaster ride. I'll say, I want to say what Bill said before the show, because I wanted to comment on this, too. Does that game against the Panthers, this 4-1 win we're talking about, does that not feel like that was like four weeks ago? It's a long, like, well, the Christmas break, yeah, I mean, it yeah. does. It, it, it seems like there's a lot, a lot has happened just in life between now and then, yes. too, so it's like, yeah, it's, it seems like a long time ago. Well, like, for me, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day feel like it's about a week and a half all on its own, so, yeah, yeah. when when uh, when I was going through and, and putting some of the some of my notes in this document that, that we all work off of. I'm sitting here like, am I, is this right? There's no way. And I like had to go back and check the schedule. I was like, 
this game, we talked about this last week. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. So we got to go back and talk about this game. Yeah. Um, a little, you know, I mean, it was a nice win uh, mm-hmm. against a Florida team that, you know, I mean, they, they're kind of struggling, but it was a typical uh, St. Louis Blues game, you know, the poor performance uh, stretch of games. Bad game against Tampa Bay. Good game against Florida. So you're like up and down blues continue, right? Uh, Florida's lost four of the last five games after this game. Uh, well, and, and, and in this they've game, they've scored 15 not... to two in those four losses, by the way. Did it not scare you after this win thinking, damn it, and they got the Blackhawks before yeah. Christmas? That's yep. going to be a letdown game. And it, we'll get to it. It looked like it was going to be. <laughs> but, they, I mean, I, I, it seems like this season that that the term letdown game is being used an awful lot. When it's like it, it, it doesn't seem like that should apply anymore because of because how often it's used. It's not even a letdown. It's expected. Yeah, uh, how true. they've been playing because they have a, have a really good game, and then they'll have a really shit game, and they'll have a good game mm-hmm. against teams you won't expect them to have these games against. Uh, it's very strange. Um, well, I mean, they one of their best games of the season was against Tampa Bay. Yeah. And yeah, one right. of their worst games of the season was against Tampa Bay. It doesn't yeah, well, make the, any sense. The good game was against Tampa Bay in St. Louis, and the bad game was against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. So right. maybe but still, to that. for it to be that big of a drop-off between well, games is crazy. And, and we've talked about this. as like, well, that's, that's this team. Mm-hmm. They're inconsistent. And this is what an inconsistent, inconsistent team looks like. This is what... I mean, it, it sounds weird to say it, but I mean, every week we say, well, this is weird. You know, they play a great one game and bad another. But well, you got to remind yourself, well, you know, this, I mean, they're kind of inconsistent. That's, that's what should be expected. So we, this should not be It's weird that it's surprising when it probably shouldn't be. <clears throat> well, we all, we're all hoping for them to figure right. out. And not not have that inconsistency, and you know, I think the the Tampa Bay game was the first game under Bannister where it was like, oh, this is these are the same bad patterns we've seen all year. So, seeing the bounce back game, seeing Hofer get the start, do very well against Florida. That was that was a great, you know, a, a great way to keep it from you know being just a you know making the Tampa game a blip on the radar. I think yeah I I um I want to piggyback off what you said last week Kurt um about how this team this is what they are they're inconsistent you know you really look at you know you could basically cut the NHL I don't want to say into thirds but you could cut it into three different sections consistently good inconsistent consistently bad and the blues sit in that inconsistent middle where it's just, you're going to have a great stretch of games like this week. Three wins in a row. They look like world beaters. Guess what? Would not surprise me one bit if they come out in their next game uh, tomorrow night and just lay an egg, you know, because they're an inconsistent team. That's just how it works. And I've got this to talk about later, but since we're we're on it, I mean, this right now, to me, is the biggest game of the season. If we're talking about the Blues trying to shed and shake that inconsistent label. If they can put together wins against Florida, the nice come from behind game against Chicago, the really good win against Dallas, and if they can beat Colorado, I mean, that's a nice, I mean, Chicago's terrible, but the way they came back was fun and exciting and impressive. 
So just two sides of that coin. But I love. We'll get these, to it. But these four the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks comments about Soderblom, Blackhawks fans. Oh, well, they the, were hilarious. Yeah. These four games, though. I mean, this 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 if they beat Colorado, and the, you have to start ta- having the conversation. As like, okay, I mean, they're the, the new coach, right? So at least for the time being, anyway, uh, and and the way they're playing now. Putting together some impressive wins back to back to back. It's like, at what point do you talk about this team turning the page from being less inconsistent and a little more consistent on the on the good side of this play on their play? So uh, I think it's a it's a huge game tomorrow. How they play, even if they lose, if they play really well and lose two to one or something, uh, if they if they play well against Colorado, that's that's this is a, this is a big test for me for them. We'll get to that. <laughs> yep. Right. Exactly. Uh, Florida hit three posts uh, the, the before the Blues went up one nothing in this game, uh, which I think uh, people forget about. Uh, so Florida could have easily been up by a couple. Um, only goal they scored on Hofer was fluky. The little dump in, yeah. sh- dump in shot hits a stanchion. There was some question of whether it hit that curved glass. Uh, uh, which Kelly thought it did. Rivers said it didn't. And I love the dynamic between Kelly and Rivers. When Rivers disagrees with Kelly, he just comes right out and says it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, he does. He calls him on it. Pang used to like kind of like softly. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of be like, well, I don't know, John. And he like, maybe he'd like move. Rivers like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it did this. <laughs> uh, Bill, have you ever had this kind of goal scored on you? Um, yeah, yeah, play, play long enough. It happens, right? Just yep. bad hop off the boards. I mean, did I, you guys think it was it? I, I personally, I thought it was fine. Like <clears throat> uh, the goal, I thought, you know, it, from where it hit, it didn't hit like the inside, like basically where the bench is and then pop out. Like, cause that would have been impossible. It's like the magic loogie. You, uh, well, that's second there's cycle. That, there's that curve. There's that curve glass there. And they were, and right, they were, but if it's hitting it on the inside of the bench part, though, I don't think it bounces into the net. I think it bounces back well, out to center. Well, not that, but that 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 part that's going towards inside the bench is curved. So right, I know, but I'm saying if it hits, there's a there's you can't see it, but there's a line of okay, this is the bench and this is in play. To me, if it hits the in the bench part, it doesn't bounce into the net. If it hits off the curved glass on the in-play part, it can still bounce in the net. There is no curved glass on the in-play part. What? It's all it's all out of bounds. It's all... The, the, the curved glass is out of play. All of it? Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it hit right where the curve ended in play. No, and I the, think that's legal. If it hits... If you don't a, think it hit met- there? There's a there's a metal stanchion like where the curve ends and it goes straight, and that's that's the part of the glass that's in, that that metal stanchion is in play, I guess. Yeah, then, I guess. But the curve glass is out of play. I mean, I guess you're right. Um, I, I, I mean, if you think about it, it, it uh, that none of the curve glass can be in play because you if you get a puck going off that little curve piece, that's a goofy bounce. I mean, yeah. it, it can't well, anyway. But I, I think it hits that metal stanchion, and which you see from time to time. Hits the middle stanchion, takes a goofy bounce, goes somewhere else. Unexpected. 
So anyway, well, I, and I, I, I love they can just laugh about it now because oh, sure. um, you know, time, they like, won the game. Who cares? Should I, it sucks. He lost his shutout for it, but you know, it, it, it was fine. I don't know if you guys saw, I wanted to comment on the social media comments. Yeah. Me and too. it wasn't a lot. There were some people who were like, why is Hofer out of the net there? Bennington would have been there. No, he wouldn't have, because that is one thing the blues consistently have with their net minders, two guys who like to play the puck. And so you're telling me you think Bennington would have stayed in the crease on that? No way. No. He's going behind the net to play it too. You, so it didn't matter who was in net, that was going to happen. You you have to you, – you, the Blues want their goalies to cut that puck off. That's I mean, the Blues goalies play the puck very well, Hofer especially. And that's every, – every time. You don't want him delaying and missing the puck. Uh, you don't want him. I, I, I don't think, I think, and Bill, if, if, if a goalie's philosophy is different, let me know. But I, 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 I'm, I wouldn't want my goalie like being hesitant to leave the net on those plays because on the, on the super rare chance it hits off the glass goofy and then goes directly in the net. You see it happen every once in a while. It, I mean, it may never happen to Hofer again in his NHL career. So mm-hmm. I, I think continually is to, to delay come out of your net and maybe miss a bunch of pucks behind the net because you didn't, you wanted to make sure it wrapped around. Uh, I, I think that's a, that's a, that's, I'll, I don't think that's a, when fans say that, I don't think that they're really thinking that through about this is pretty rare. I mean, it happens. I'll, you can I'll see just it. say, I, I think you'll see that once a season with when you in have, the NHL. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Two goalies who play the puck on the same team at most, you'll see that once a season. Yeah, and and that's that's the right play, right? Sure. Get get behind the net, cut it off. I mean, yeah. you talk about talk about being hesitant. I remember uh, I had an old blooper tape, and there was Greg Millen when he played for the Blues, friend of the show, <clears throat> friend of the show. and uh, it was a game in uh, Madison Square Garden, circa eighty six, eighty seven, and he was really hesitant getting out of the net. It was a kind of a weird, slow dumping, and he he didn't commit. But then he went as the puck started getting down below the hash marks. It still went in the net. It it hit the end boards or it hit right yeah. where it starts curving, yeah. and kicked straight across into the net. And it's like, yeah, the whole the whole uh, still made the right play. The whole don't leave too early applies. You you want to make sure they're actually dumping it in and not shooting it at, at the net. That that's the whole don't leave drill. Because there I remember when the Blues played the Red Wings back in the late nineties, it was at Larianov, I believe. He would kind of he would angle mm-hmm. his body like he's dumping it in, but then angle his blade so the puck would go on net. And so he'd try to his body his body language was saying he's dumping it in, but the shot would go towards net. And he did it against the Blues. And he damn near scored on him one time. He had the goalie to dive back and knock the puck away. But uh, so that's gen- the general thinking is don't leave too early. Make sure it's being dumped in first, not don't leave too early to make sure it doesn't take a bad bounce. Like you said, Bill, it can take a bad bounce anywhere. If you're waiting yeah. for the end goal for it to make sure to make a bad bounce, you're never leaving the net. Bill, can you, from that distance, um, he was just at the red line when he shot that. Um, I forgot who it was. Um, I want to say it was a name. I, I won't be able to say, um, Ah, well, oh, whatever. Who scored the goal? E2 e- I believe is how you say his name. Um, he was at the red line, I think, when he did that kit. So in terms of sight lines, let's just assume 
with contacts, glasses, whatever. You've got 20-20 vision. Can you see how the puck's coming off their blade from that spot on the ice? Or is it like you know they're just going to dump it in just because of their body language? You have to you have to see the puck come off their stick and know where it's going. Cause I've, you know, I've, I've had guys, you know, in men's league when they, they get an idea uh, that you're going to go behind the net that they won't do the Lariano and shift their body, but they're going to change their, you know, as they're coming down, uh, they're going to just throw it at the net. Um, and you, you have to see it come off the stick before you commit. He made the right play. He right, he he didn't get fooled, and just fluke goal. It's a fluky yep. play. You can't you It'll can't happen. yell at the goalie over a fluky thing. I don't I don't like yelling at any player over a fluky thing, because it's a fluky thing. I mean, the fluke implies well, you can't do anything about it. Just fluky, weird, shitty thing happened, and you just move. Well, on. It, it reminds me of I was at the game that uh, uh, infamous goal. Blues fans hate to talk about. Mark Bergevin throwing it in his own net on Roman Turek. <laughs> and I remember a guy behind me when they, because they wouldn't show the replay on the, on the big screen. They yeah, would yeah. not show it. And there was a guy in front of us turned around to, to me and the guy behind me. And he said, and my dad, and he said, um, Bergevin threw that in. And he's like, he threw it in. And cause the guy was yelling at Turek. And so then the guy goes, Turk should be able to read that, right? He's a goalie. The puck's coming at him. He should know to stop it. And it's like, <laughs> dude, do you really think that a goalie is ready for his teammate to throw it in his own net? Like, here we are, what, uh, 23 years later? Have we seen that since? You, you know, know, like, sometimes you, fluky shit just happens. I think it has happened once since. I forgot who did it. But I, I will say about that play, though. Uh, and we can move on, but I think I, it was weird to me that Turek was in the middle of his net with the with the pug generally being at that side of the goal. I did think it was odd that he was standing in the middle of the goal. Not I'm not putting the goal on him, but I was like, it's, like, it's a weird positioning for him uh, to not be over on that post when the puck was over there. Anyway, that was that was kind of odd to me. Maybe but, I don't know. But either way, maybe, I mean, like you said, maybe you he can't wasn't put it on a good goalie. goalie or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're That's telling me Rowan Turek wasn't in perfect position all the time. <laughs> uh, both teams had a goal waved off in this game. Uh, Bushnevich had one waved off, and uh, Panthers forward uh, Ryan Lumberg had a goal disallowed uh, after he high sticked. Uh, stick was high above the crossbar. Um, I loved, uh, and and we'll talk about a little bit more throughout this show. That first line uh, reunited under Bannister, uh, mm-hmm. Bushnevich, Thomas, Kairou. They. You know, you see a lot of times a, a line will get a goal disallowed and then maybe they don't make another big play the rest of the night. Bucinavich scored, what, two minutes after that goal was disallowed? Yeah. Like, I mean, he they, they came right back and scored another huge, excuse me, another huge goal. And it was just like, man, this line, just nothing is well, stopping them right now. It's Bucinavich, Thomas, and Cairo. They should be yep. doing this. Right. And this is this is your this is this line should be your most dynamic line, uh, you know. So and they are. So that's 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 good to see. And and honestly, the patience by Bushnevich on that goal is incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this line combined for eight points in this game. Um, they were three just goals. Uh, yeah, three goals, five yeah. assists. Bushnevich two goals, one assist. Kairou one goal, one assist, and Thomas one assist. I mean they. 
They have, man, I've, I said, uh, three all, all three assists. I'm sorry. Three assists. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I said early in the season and I said, even I think up until two weeks ago, um, you need to split Thomas and Cairo. Cairo is even if Cairo's going for some reason, Thomas isn't. Uh, Bannister for some reason has found the magic formula because they are playing so well together. Uh, Florida, oh, Barkov won fourteen of seventeen faceoffs for Florida, which is uh, kind of eye-opening. That's a that's a lot, a mm-hmm. uh, high percentage in NHL when typically anything over fifty percent is really good. Uh, Pareko blocked six shots in this game. Could a uh, bully on him for that? Uh, Florida did outshoot the Blues 38-24 in this game. Uh, but I, it was noted during the game that Florida does shoot from everywhere. So that was a little little misleading in terms of... Uh, you know, I didn't look at Money Puck to see uh, deserve to win a meter because that thing is fucking always wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, and it's it's worth noting, too, uh, the power play, St. Louis 0 for 1, Florida also 0 for 1. So not a lot of penalties in this game. Um, but, uh, Hofer great game. Um, there it's, it's uh, up to this point, a career high 37 saves. Uh, so that's, you know, good for him, man. He's, he's, uh, he's had some really rough games this year, but he's typically like Bennington, his first year in the NHL, he's bounced back very nicely when he needs to. Well, I'm looking, oh my gosh. Okay. I, I, I lied. I did pull up the deserve to win a meter. And uh, after it's it's simulating now, it's at a thousand games. Wow, I have never seen. Okay, <laughs> Florida, uh, according to advanced stats and Money Puck, Florida uh, in a thousand simulations wins this game eighty six percent of the time, eighty six point three to the Blues thirteen point eight. Yikes! I mean, you know, <laughs> Hofer did play well. He did. He played well, and Florida hit three posts. So maybe there's something to that. <clears throat> uh, the Blues have a miracle comeback against the Blackhawks in a 7-5 to five win in regulation on the 24th, 3rd, 23rd. Uh, I, I didn't get to pay overly close attention to this game when it was on. I had to watch it later on uh, the DVR, and I was, I was getting ready to go to my parents for New Year's Eve. So, uh, yeah, so I was like running and going. New Year's and- Eve. What is it? New Year's Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve. Wow. Eve. <laughs> you watch this in the future. So, you know, and I, I, I did see Bedard's goal when it happened. And I was like, <sighs> I mean, I, I love, okay, we can talk about this goal a little bit because there's a lot to talk about. And <laughs> fantastic Michigan goal by Bedard. I, I personally love seeing, I'm a forwards, so I'm biased, but I love seeing this goal at the same time, you know, but people online saying this should be banned from hockey. It's not hockey. I'm like, that's what the fuck ever. Uh, That's, that's a stupid thing to say, but anyway, uh, but so, but with uh, on the same uh, on that point, uh, if someone does this against my team, I'm paying special attention to them. The rest of the game, they're, they're going to have a rough go the rest of the game because they're especially in the first period, first period showboating, uh, they pulled it off. Good for him. Well, if you miss it, though, it's even it's like it's worse if you miss it. But uh, but yeah, no, he hits it and great, great fantastic goal. Uh, I, I was fun to watch, I, even though it was Bedard. I'm like, wow, fuck, that was a good goal. But you I know, it's admit, funny. I I will say that when John Kelly called this goal, it was it, a terrible call, wasn't it? 
Because he didn't know what to he call it. He it over his head. He didn't know what to call it. He didn't know it was called a Michigan, apparently. And he and had Kelly never seen this kind of goal before? Because he said, this is the greatest goal I think that I've ever seen. And I'm like, this happens every year. Someone does I, it. You know? I like what Justin Scott says here. He even says, Bedard's Michigan wasn't even the best Michigan of the night. Oh, no, I know. Like, Zegris right. had one later, and it was yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I... I Every I, I love John Kelly, but every once in a while he says something. And I'm like, you've you've been around the game a long time. You should know I think he gets, that he gets caught in the moment very Maybe. easily he sometimes. And sometimes for an announcer, that's awesome. But um, this is an easy call, I, though. This the, is an easy um, call. What's the one? Is it is it his call on the steam goal against Quick? I can't remember. There's one he where he watching. literally yells into the camera, "Oh my god!" Like, well, he wasn't. He, he like loses his mind. You know why? Because he wasn't. He didn't see it happen. He was. He was looking down on his notes. He said this, and and because nothing was going to happen, you know, the, the Steens one one four checker in, and uh, he was looking down on some notes, and all of a sudden looks up, and the pucks in the net. <laughs> so it surprised him. I, I, yeah, but either way, I just I think he does get caught in the moment. Yeah. So I, I'll give him that. But yeah, Still, it, I thought it was an easy funny. goal. Greatest goal, goal I've ever seen. Uh I so as as a defenseman, um, I do appreciate the Michigan. We've had the Michigan talk on this show before. Um, I do appreciate the Michigan, but I will say, like, like you kind of said, Kurt, I'm like, okay, who's gonna fucking make sure he doesn't do this again? Because to pull off the Michigan, you need time and space behind the net. And if you if you have that and you're skilled like Zegris or Bedard, you can pull that off all the time. So now it's like going into the rest of the game. And again, like I said, in the first period, he pulls this off. You're not going to allow him any time behind the net anymore, right? And I feel like they did do that. There was a couple times where I saw Bedard glide behind the net and right away, Pareko came from the other side and cut him off. And it was like, okay, good. Don't give him that time. To me, it's not even so much that. It's it's just uh, like not letting him do it again. To me, it's I am putting him into the boards extra hard every chance I get. Or I'm making the open eyes hit instead of gliding by him uh, to make him pay for showboating. Um, and showboating might be a harsh word for it, but he's, he's showing off. He's, it's a fancy goal. Uh, and you make the other team look really bad. So you make them look foolish. Um, you make the goal look bad. You make the defense look bad. So it's okay. So and it, it's not just the Michigan goal. It's any time a player might showboat and do something fancy and make you look ridiculous. You, you want to make them pay for that. It's okay. You can do that, but you're going to eat glass uh, a, yeah. a few extra times this game. For that. I'll tell you, as someone, and, and again, I play beer league, but so it's it's probably even a little more ridiculous. I have had somebody pull the Michigan on us before in a game uh, when they were already up by like three goals, too. And it was just like, what the fuck, dude? So um, for me, I am like, I, I don't know. It, and again, beer league, I don't know. I feel like guys on the bench looked at that and were like, fuck that. Like you're not going to score that kind of goal on us. And I, and I hate to say it because I'm, I'm not promoting violence here, but I am waiting for one of these goals to be scored. And then somebody like a Radko Gudis who, which that's a bad example, I guess, because he's on Zegris's team, <laughs> but um, 
somebody, a Tom Wilson, to be like, hell no, I'm going to light that guy up next time we're on the rink together. Because you know it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Somebody's going to score a goal like that, and then two, three shifts later, they're going to get injured because somebody is going to run well, them as hard as they can. And it doesn't have to be dirty. It just, I mean, you can harass the hell out of anybody in particular if you want to. It, it may, you, it, you may run out of position a little bit doing so, but you, I mean, but you can, you can harass the hell out of somebody. And Bedard's no different. You can harass him. And does, I mean, that's 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 the way I'd approach it. I, I I mean, if I have no problem with a guy trying that goal, I mean, uh, at any point, uh, even if they have a few goal lead, I don't. I mean, whatever. It's something that it's a it's a it's a goal that they're trying to score at all costs, right? And I get it, but you know, it's just the way that it makes you look as a team. It makes you look silly. Uh, that that's what I that's what I that's the revenge factor that does it for me. The Baked Beaver, even a non-checking league, I oh, give yeah. him the business. Uh, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll tell absolutely. you right now, the guy that did it to us, um, that was four years ago. The only time I played against him, because it was right at the end of the game. Um, so the only time I played against him since was in a charity hockey tournament. Uh, so I'm like, I, I can't fucking beat this guy's ass in a charity tournament. So I'm like, but trust me, I know the guy. And uh, when it happens, I will probably give him a little extra shove into the glass because you don't pull that shit. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's just how the game is. Did you guys see the uh, well, I, I shared it in the in the show notes, uh, the outline, but the the these picture of the goal going in the close up of yeah, Bennington. Bennington's his eyes are closed. Face. Bennington's yeah. eyes are closed. And uh, so that was shared online and people people kind of made fun of Bennington for that. And I'm like, I mean. <laughs> so, what what's the statistic on how many times you blink in a minute yeah i know i know right? yeah and just and and, and whoever's and, taking this picture probably has 50 others 50 to 100 others that you know, are happening simultaneously or you know consecutively and you yeah. know just so happens that uh, he found the one with the eyes closed that he published and and blinking at this moment has no bearing on him making the save anyway if we want to get technical about it right. i mean the puck is already in the net basically but uh this this still this shot shows the heel of the stick slightly above the crossbar and so of course the idiots on social media they go oh this is no goal high stick Above the crossbar. I'm like, yeah, but it's making contact with the puck below the crossbar. That's where yep, the contact is. This matters. is not a high stick. <laughs> well, and, and I'll say, too, Bennington's eyes closed and people making fun of that. It, it, you, the blinking thing, Bill's correct. But, too, it's like at the very most, maybe he's just he doesn't realize at the time what's happening. And maybe he just sees a stick coming at his face. And it's just like, oh, shit. And, ooh, you know, it's, you kind of you kind of react. It's it's so dumb that you have to you have to kind of rationalize the eyes being closed this this split second because that's just it it, se- it seems like a, such a non-issue but it's captured it's shared and people just go off mostly because a lot of people hate, just hate Bennington and they can't right. wait to just run on it rag on him for anything they can uh, which and I'm not going to talk about I shared a, a conversation here which I don't want to get into but it was a conversation with me and a guy who was all 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 up in Bennington's business about being a shitty goalie. He's only he's only had one good half season in his career, you know, overpaid, blah, 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 blah. blah. He's just just a stupid, stupid so Facebook's why is Facebook worse than the rest? 
the the Facebook comments on the on the uh, team's official account are just the absolute. I think I think honestly, comments. it's because they don't have character limits like Twitter. So it's people bad. are like, oh, I can just mouth off on Facebook. It's just really bad. I, it's just the, the dumb. Some of the dumbest stuff you read, uh, uh, the dumbest comments are on Facebook on the on the official the, the the show on the uh, the team's official Facebook page yeah. is just Agreed. awful. Terrible. Um, First three goals so, in this game. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so uh, Gretzky, uh, what he said during the telecast, I thought was was yeah. kind of eye-opening, uh, not to <laughs> make it a sense, though. Bennington. It makes sense, though. Uh, he says, I couldn't do what he did tonight. That just wasn't in my repertoire. And it's like, yeah, because I don't even think players thought about doing something like that back in the day. It well, was he... all, and, and I'll say, the, the knock, I guess, that I, I will throw on it is it's a very individualized thing. So I think players of Gretzky's era were more pass, 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 let's get our teammates involved kind of thing. And they just didn't think about this type of well Kurt, you called it showboating. I I, I don't know if that's it's the not the right word. word. It's not the right yeah. word. But it but it's showing but it's, off. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 in that ballpark. Uh yeah. but but Gretzky also said that. Uh, it didn't really occur to him to even try that because goalies didn't go down like they do today when they go right, post right. to post. They stay up, so that 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 spot's not available. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. that was a big reason why he said it didn't really make sense to him to even try that. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> no, I was I was going to say I think I think the the whole thing you know between um, you know Bedard and Zegers doing the doing the same thing on the same night. Like, look at their goals and look at how fluidly they did it. And go back to when Mike Leg first pulled that off. He had like thirty seconds behind the goal to you Mike Leg for Michigan yeah. for Michigan. Yes. Yep. The yep. reason why we call it the Michigan. Yes, right. He had so much time to bend down and get the puck to flip up on a stick. They are doing this in full stride, and that is completely different. And I think the evolution of goaltending to, you know, the playing on your knees in the reverse VH when the puck is down along the boards has led to that being an opportunity to, you know, to the point that the great ones making, right. It's, it's the game is changing and the super talented kids have figured out that they can pull the shit off in a game and they're going to get away with it. Right. It's, it's, you know, it's part of the game now, right? It is a skill that is in the NHL and it's only, we're only going to see it more often until defenses cut it out and goaltenders either, you know, you get a league full of what's the guy, what's the, the, the seven foot tall guy in Ottawa, Right, you get a bunch of guys like that. That you know, even when they're playing on their knees, they're up at the crossbar. Yep. Until the game, you know, does a further evolution, we're going to see more of this. And I think uh, it's fine. Did, did you see Bennington's response to this on Instagram stories <laughs> the next day? Yes. So funny. Uh, for those who didn't see it, he so he posted. Uh, it was um, uh, what what it was the caption was um, how to stop the Michigan. And it was this kid. It was clearly like a midget team. This kid tries to do the Michigan, and the goalie just takes a stick across and just whacks the kid across the face. And I thought, and of course, people hated him for that. But I'm like, come on. He's clearly kidding. He's right. making a joke. He's not going to do that in an NHL game. There's, but what, right. I, what I'm interested to see 
is if a goalie says, fuck it, I'm going to get my face in front of this, and then the kid, the, whoever is doing the Michigan, hits the goalie in the face with his stick trying the Michigan, that's a high-sticking penalty, right? Sure, sure. So yeah, I hope be. they call it that way. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't mind the way Bennington played this. I thought he got over to the post really well. I sealed yeah. it off well. I mean, there's just that that pocket about you know to the left of his of his mass that's available. And it's just like that's with the, go, with the way goalies play nowadays. It's just it's a hard area to cover. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'd uh, love to see if if a goalie does that, gets his face in front of the the stick, um, you know, and the puck still goes in. You know, see a disallowed goal. And then yeah. a goalie interference penalty and a high sticky penalty all in one. See if oh. the referees really want this out uh, of the game. Give right? it to uh. me because that would make Zegers and Bedard go, oh, fuck. We got to be careful about doing this. Uh, first three goals in this game were super impressive. You got Thomas's snipe, which was a fantastic play, fantastic goal. Bedard's Michigan goal, great goal. Uh, and Chicago's second goal, nice deflection, redirection in the slot. Yeah, uh, yeah, no chance for Bennington on that. I, it was just I that was three good on, goals. I posted on social media after that goal. I said, "So, is there anyone who wants to give Bennington trouble for the first two goals?" And then I stupidly went and looked at the Blues Twitter post that was like, you know, Blackhawks up two one. Bennington, what the hell? And I'm just you know, three or four comments right away that said that, and I'm like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Like right there, that tells you nobody understands goal. And I know I mean, it's it's a it's a dumb minority, <laughs> but come on, it's. Yeah. I mean, this town. Uh, I mean, the vocal minority does not get goaltending. They just don't mm. at all. <clears throat> but to their defense, they were predicting the future because the rest of the game he sucked balls. Yes, yes, <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, I thought the rest of the well, game he was awful, and well, I don't know if he got rattled because of these goals or what. I think a couple. I think a couple uh, were not great goals, but that that backdoor tap in was. I mean, what are you going to do about that? That was that's a can't. He okay on that one. I think he overcommitted, but I think he mm-hmm. also thought because oh, Falk, he Falk really that terribly. Believed- yeah. Yes, he did. Falk I really think he thought Falk has his man. Yeah. I'm going to overcommit on purpose and not give this guy anything to shoot at. I'm not. And Falk yeah. just did not handle it well. I'm not on. I, I thought the cut, the cut to the middle that uh, I forgot who scored that goal. Who got, oh, Kyrou got walked wide left side and cut in front. I thought, I thought Kyrou was soft defensively, which is unex- yes. not, not unexpected. But then uh, I thought Bennington did a I poor thought, job of anticipating that play. I just yeah, that I thought taken he was away. shallow in his crease. He didn't bit. cut the angle. Yeah, I mean, I didn't but like yes, that goal. I, I, I do say that was more Kairu. I agree, but it's still, was Kairu's that was, not a defenseman. No, I, and I agree. And that was that was more to me. If you're Bennington, you know, I I don't know, you take that away somehow. But it's it's I hated that goal against I you know a couple of, a couple of the goals I didn't like against him. But other than that, I was. He was all right for me, uh, which again, I guess, I guess two of the last three I didn't like. <laughs> so I was, so yeah, I was a fan of his game. I thought he was a little shaky overall. Um, again, I don't put it at all. I don't put the t- first two goals on him, but I thought no. overall's rebound control was off. Um, playing the puck was a little off. I just thought not his best game. Uh, and then the uh, the comeback. So the power play came through. Sod's power play goal, and this goal to me, and I'll die on this hill that this was equally as impressive as Bedard's goal. 
I, oh God! I the tip love from the side of the net. This this took Ooh. maybe more so, maybe more so impressive than Bedard's goal. It was this took this is a supremely skilled elite tip from an impossible angle. He had to put it in the perfect spot. I loved this goal. This was fantastic. Oh, I, did, I did too. I think that's my favorite goal of the season. Um, really nice. Jake Neighbors and Jordan Cairo both had really nice goals in that home Vegas game uh, that they lost. But man, this goal. Beautiful. Uh, first of all, the fact that the Blues power play has been awful uh, up until very recently. So it was nice to see them get on the board in the power play. But again, it makes this game five to three starts kind of jump starts that comeback and just I mean, beauty. I mean, I know that Kevin Hayes wasn't making that pass expecting Saad to be able to do that, but it was a perfect flat pass for him to deflect. And I thought, I think what Hayes was thinking was, because I think it was, was it Kairou that was on the other side of the net? I think he was thinking one pass to Saad right in the wheelhouse. He turns, slaps it over to Kairou. Kairou one times it in the goal. But then for Saad to be able to just, like no, I'm doing this. How? How do you do that? <laughs> that was fantastic. Was such a sly, yeah. slick deflection. Yeah. It was. Oh. Well, and I'll say, man, I, I, I don't know. If, I'm sure you guys have seen, but Brandon Saad gets a fair amount of hate, I think, from this uh, fan base. Yeah. I, um, people saying it was a shit signing, and he's not the player they thought he was. I think he's been exactly what the Blues thought he was—a top six second line left wing and i mean a play like that he's making four shit, half, give me that all day he's making four and a half million i think he's just fine doing very well for four and a half million i don't know what they i don't know what people expect out of him <clears throat> i'm glad you agree man i loved that goal bill what did you think I, uh, Sodder Bloom is the worst goalie in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had a really bad third period. Yeah, uh, he that uh, the Falk goal, like oh, that, that that's that was like, beer league. That was that was, I was really really bad. It's like and I give up that goal like. <laughs> and I feel like Falk was just putting that on net to maybe try to generate a rebound. Like there was no way he thought I'm going to score on this. And before that, well, before the Falk goal, so you got Saad's goal that was nice. You got Neighbors being in the right place at the right time that takes that shot off of his leg and goes in on the power play again. And then Kairou scoring while they're announcing that goal to tie. The crowd's already celebrating that goal. Kairou scores while it's a, the roof goes off the building, ties the game. The comeback's complete. They've tied it. And then, uh, what was it, a handful of minutes later, uh, Falk gets that gift. That and yeah. the reaction by the Blackhawks bench, they panned the bench and they showed up close ups of Bedard and some others, and they just like it was a combination of uh disgust and disbelief at the same time. They were pissed off and just <laughs> rightfully I'm like, so. Oh, that was so. I mean, of the Blackhawks of all teams, too, just have those those mental images of the Blackhawks pissed off and sad that they're now losing a game they had well in hand just a few minutes ago. Yeah, it was, it was a beaut. Um, I thought there was some moments the blues did not play well in the first two periods, but Holy shit. Did they lay it on in that third period? 22 to two were the shots. They, they came out. I don't know what Bannister said in intermission, (laughs) 
But, oh, my God, they came out determined to at least get close in that game and then to pull it off late. And then not even – and I know that Chicago isn't going anywhere. They're going to be in the NHL cellar all year. But to not even allow them to get a point, to not even win that in overtime, that was the most impressive. I was like, there's no – I literally was on a (laughs) – this was (laughs) – sorry for listening, buddy. I have a friend who uh, his family, they all have RSV right now, which is awful. And well, not right now. It was at the time. So he's all down and depressed. He's like, I'm watching this game. Blues are losing. They can't even make me excited. Five to two in this, what, 10 minute phone call. The Blues take a six, five lead. (laughs) And, And I'm like, tell me you're still watching this game. And he's like, why? And I'm like, uh, the Blues just took a six, five lead. He's like, no fucking way. Like, Unbelievable. You five, did not see that coming. Five goals on ten in a ten shot span for the Blues, including consecutive shots on the first three goals they scored in the third period. And this came after Chicago Chicago got a four to two lead going into the third. They scored first. They went five. So I mean, any momentum the Blues may have had in the locker room coming up that Chicago scores first. Five to two now. And you're thinking, this game's over. You know, this is yep. done. Even Chicago's as bad as they are, it's a three goal lead. There's like 13, 14 minutes to go. I mean, we we're gonna. I mean, that's that's it. This is this is uh, it's it's not, you know, the Wednesday night wonder, the comeback against Toronto. It's not that, but it's, you know, it's it's a it's three goals. And that's substantial. Uh, in the in the in one period, it's five straight goals. So well, and let's let they, that's not even mentioning how deflating that shorthanded goal was to, to open the period because they. Saying. They had they had chances like the power play looked really good. And I even thought, holy shit, they're going to score on this and make it four to three and they're going to get close. But then they give up the shorthanded goal. And it was just and again, we talked about already, but not a very good shorthanded goal for either Bennington or Cairo. And it was just God, come on. And they still pulled it out. It's crazy. St. Louis is now 12-2-2 and in its past 16 games against Chicago, dating back to April 3rd, 2019, and 7-1-1 and home ice uh, the past eight games. So, and I've, you know, according to some fans, this is no longer a rivalry due to the lopsidedness of the results. <laughs> you know, that's probably what Red Wings fans said about us. That's what I was referencing, more or less, was that back when the Blues hated the Red Wings and they were in the Central and the Blues couldn't beat them, couldn't beat them in the regular season, couldn't get past them in the playoffs, even though there were some fantastic knockdown, dragout games, Blues couldn't get past them. And Red Wings fans were saying, it's not a rivalry until you, you're you winning, you know, close to half of these games. And, uh, you know, that, that pissed me off, but there was something to that. You know, I can understand yeah. why they may not think it's a rivalry because they beat us most of the time. Their rivalry was Dallas and Colorado. It wasn't St. Louis because we we that, based some of the playoffs and it was even a contest half the De- time. De- Detroit, Colorado. Uh, uh, their yeah, their rival was Colorado. Yeah, De- their rival Detroit, was Detroit, Colorado, Dallas. and Dallas. Detroit, yeah. Colorado, Detroit, Dallas was more Vancouver. What they were concerned about Vancouver, Vancouver too. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, they they never. I I, I remember talking to Red Wings fans. We had a. Red Wings, uh, a Red Wings podcast on the show early, early, early. Let's on. go Wings. Um, let's go Wings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember them saying like, "Yeah, sorry, we never really considered St. Louis a rival." And it's like, Fuck that hurts. You. <laughs> yeah, like, and that, God, that makes you hate the them even more. We hate the most. <laughs> yeah, it makes you hate them even more because you're like, "Fuck you guys! You don't even like the you can't recognize great." I mean, 
I get, I, I get it. I get it. It's like, I don't know what team can't beat the blues, right? Oh, the Hawks, I guess. What team can't yeah. beat the blues is not an established. Would that rivalry ever go away? Blues and Hawks. I mean, it can't, I mean, not, not fully. I think I, it's still there. It's always there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's gone down in recent years. There was a couple of years there when, with Taves and Kane and, and all that, I think it, it got, you know, fairly significant again, especially when the uh, Blues beat them in the playoffs, and, and well, that was incredible. Shit, I mean, Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and Wakey Wakey Bacchus. Yep, yep. I mean, uh, that that's, that, to me, that was getting close to how it was in the 80s. Yeah. But then, oh, yeah. Troy well, we Brower played them, two, we played them two out of three years in the playoffs. You know, lost to them the first time around, then exercised the demons the second time, which was like yep. fan fucking tastic. So, yep. Well, talking about, uh, well, okay. First of all, I want to say uh, Blues two for four on the power play in this game. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Uh, but speaking of teams that should probably hate the Blues, this next it's game, sucks. Dallas. I, 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 they have I, got to hate St. Louis, right? They, they do. I mean, if we've, you're not, if had you're, their number for the last if, eight years, if you're the stars and you don't hate a stars fan, and you don't hate the blues. What are you paying attention to? 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? I told you last night. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember we had a, uh, uh, Taylor Baird from defending big D on the show when I did my behind enemy lines the year the blues won the cup. And I remember her just trashing the blues on this show. And I, I had to literally I, say like, you know that your listeners right now are blues fans, right? Like, well, I could tell she had some real animosity towards the blues. Do you know, as a blues fan though, I would eat that shit up. Oh, it was I, great. I would, I loved it. getting, getting under other fans, uh, skin, and and pissing them off because they can't beat you uh, most of the time or in the playoffs, big games. It's like that 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 is just like yes, give me more of that. I'll eat that up. And the big beaver says now nah, Chicago St. Louis will always kind of be a rivalry no matter what the sport. I agree, uh, but it uh, but you have to agree it has lost some luster because the Hawks have not been competitive in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still got um, the uh, uh, Cubs and Cardinals. That'll always be a rivalry. Sure, Bears and Rams was never anything. Um, That's a shame. Uh, I did the city they didn't never... even play Chicago this year, right? No, we we did, and they, we they did, did not do well. They, they lost. Oh, that's right. I remember that game. Lost yeah, to them it was within, an afternoon game. Yeah, there, so there are two games within like a week and a half, and uh, one was U.S. Open Cup, and one was MLS, and we lost them both. That's right. I remember that now. Sheridan Shakiri, former Liverpool. Justin Scott says oh, Dallas Twitter was hilarious after this loss. Uh, how could you lose to these bums frauds? Talking about the uh, <laughs> Blues 2-1 to win uh, the other night. Uh, you know what? Those bums frauds uh, fucking had the Stars number for quite a while. Yeah, I said so. I was I was at that game before Christmas that they beat them in overtime, and I thought the Blues deserved that win. Um, I, I thought a couple bad goals, not not calling out Biddington, but I thought defense just very, very small lapses that led to goals against. And I thought, man, overall, the Blues deserve the win in regulation here. 
Uh, glad they were able to get it uh, last night. Yep. So uh, Blues win two to one versus the Stars. Um, we we talked prior to this game about the decision to go with Hofer over Bennington. And uh, I was with Jeff on this. I was I had no idea why Hofer was starting this game. Uh, division rival at home after a few days off. I know Bennington didn't have a great game his last start, and Hofer had a great game in his. But Bennington is your number one goalie, and this is a division game. It's a home game. Bennington starts this game every single time without question for me. Um, with that said, though, Hofer played fantastic. Uh, so kudos on the questionable decision to start him. Uh, it worked I'm glad out great. I was wrong. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not, oh, and that's you're not wrong. People. You're not wrong, right? But but, but Bannister, I, I I tell people this all the time. Whenever like uh, when they like reunited the first line, and um, I was all against it. This is clearly not work. They've tried this line before. It's not working. And then they go out and have a huge game and another huge game. I've said like. I love when I am proven incorrect when I'm negative about something about my team. And when, and again, maybe it's not incorrect. Maybe that's not the right word. But when basically I say something negative and then I'm incorrect at the end result. Um, I love that. I couldn't love it more. So, yeah, I was not happy with this decision. I thought, what the hell are you doing? You need your starter against, especially when it's number one team in the Central. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you thinking starting a rookie goalie against these guys? Guess what? He played fantastic. So you know what? Drew Bannister, great fucking call because that's not what I would have done. Yeah, and and, I, and, I, and if we were playing Dallas next week, I guess you go back with Hofer, right? Because I mean, when the next time you play Dallas because he played... <laughs> It's played so well against Dallas. So, I mean, maybe he's got their number. I don't know. But uh, Bennington is still the number one goalie on this team. He will be. People think that he's losing the number one job. I I don't, I I don't understand that whatsoever. Uh, But, you know, uh, Hofer has now played two great games in a row against two very good teams and stopped 75 out of 77 shots in those two games. So, there, uh, <laughs> the words goalie controversy will always be a thing, no matter what. And you could have Martin Brodeur in his prime playing in St. Louis, and Chris Terreri could come in and stop 29 or 30, and fans will say, oh, it's a goalie controversy, because that's just how the city works. Well, we just, I mean, we just mentioned that, that this town, the vocal minority, uh, sounds stupid when it comes to goaltending. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just how it is. Uh, you, I mean, it's... You can't tell him otherwise either. It's just it's kind of funny. Bill, did you appreciate my Chris Terreri reference? I I did and um I I I forget at this point if they even were contemporaries. Um right right organization, but to me Terreri was always Sean Burke's contemporary, but he may have still been there. Um, when I Burger think he was there for at least one season. You're you're probably right. Burke was gone by look. then, but but uh, on sorry, on the, sorry, folks, you don't care about New Jersey Devils goalie history. In the late, Wyshynski's listening, in, so he, in the he early nineties, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, no, <clears throat> no. I you know I I didn't get a chance to chime into you guys uh, about the. Uh, 
your thoughts on the goaltending thing, right? After after seeing Bennington play against Chicago, and again, not the first two goals, but everything after that, I thought he played small. Um, and Hofer was coming off the good game, and Bannister said it right. It's it's you're going into three games and four nights. You're going to be using this guy uh, in at least one of these games. So why not? Why not this game? Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, I, if we're so the three games and four nights, and if you tack Chicago in there, which is a few days prior, so really you could have started Hofer against Chicago before the break, and given Bennington like five days off, and then he could have played against Dallas and Colorado two out of three nights, and then Hofer could have come back and against Pittsburgh on uh, on Saturday, because you know, Pittsburgh's not playing particularly well this season. So I. I, I I think that would have been the logical way to go, the safe way to go with your goaltending, maybe. Now, with the, with the you know, that, that... maybe, maybe, maybe you've got a guy who's reading the room, right? And and you're not planning it out. No, which, and I agree. Which is agree. Which how the Blues are always, you know, have always felt this year, right? And that's fine. And to me, you know, go back to the uh, the the West Coast road trip where. They fucked up the rotation, right? That was what what I was saying, right? They, they go ho for same kind of thing. Three games, four nights. Go ho for the first night, and you're like, you know, that just screwed everything up. And look, they don't know how to play anymore. But um, I just want to real quick, first of all, say I was right about something with goaltending. Uh, Chris Trueri backed up Martin Brodor for three seasons. Oh um, wow! Brodor's rookie season. They actually split start. Uh, yeah. Martin Brodor, 47 starts. Chris Terreri, 44 starts. The year before that, their goaltending duo, oh boy, Craig Peterson. Billington oh, and Craig Chris Terreri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not a good yeah. year for the New Jersey Devils. What about Billington? What about Billington? <laughs> <laughs> so with the way Hofer has looked recently, you know, very good. And with how Bennington tends to play overall, we we've overall we've liked Bennington's play. Uh, ho, uh, you have to like our goaltending for the foreseeable future, I think. So Hofer is under contract through next season, and uh, interestingly enough, that's when Bennington's contract goes from a full no trade clause to a modified no trade clause. He can submit an 18-team no-trade list in 24-25 and a 14-team no-trade list in 25-26 and a 10-team no-trade list in 26-27. Obviously, this is a long way away from now, and a lot can happen between now and then, especially with how fickle goaltending can be in the NHL from year to year. But it's still interesting to look ahead and think about stuff, especially when your backup is playing recently very, very well against two very good teams. I would love to see Jordan Bennington, one of the, what is it at this point now, four players from the cup team that still belong here. Um, it, well, and a couple of those guys have come back. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see Bennington or somebody from that team. Maybe it's Pareko, uh, as long as he's playing here. this way. Retire here. Stay their whole career in yeah. St. Louis. I would love to see that because we see that with other teams all the time. Um, Montreal clearly, Bill, comes to mind um, just because of the some of the ridiculous teams they had uh, in the 60s and 70s. But 
I want to see that so bad. Is that going to be Bennington? Probably not. Odds nowadays are that's not going to happen. It's hard. But I would love it. And even if that means he takes a backup role to Hofer and he's just like, I just want to stay in St. Louis. I'm happy to back up. It's fine. Who knows? But, man, I, I, I think he's here for the long haul. I just don't know if he makes it all the way through his contract. Cause I think that if he does want to stay here too, I think there's some, there's some things about um, uh, these no, no, no trade clause uh, or, uh, uh, modified, no trade clauses. It, you know, they could easily go, okay, our 18 team, no trade list. Um, the teams we will be traded to. Let's just list all the teams that we know they're not going to need a goalie. You know, so, you know, maybe at that time there's a franchise stud, let's say Shesterkin in New York. Let's make sure we'll put the Rangers on that list because we know the Rangers won't want to acquire Bennington. I mean, I, I, I like I said, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. With, and with Goaltending is so up and down from year to year across the board uh, in the NHL. Uh, you know, goalies who are consistently good, Year in and year out are Hall of Famers, uh, more or less. So it's like, I mean, it, it's hard for a goalie to be really good every year. Um, so it, it, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I just think I, it, it's interesting it, it, to have a backup who's playing well. Uh, that for every team, right? Your backup's playing really well. Well, what do you got here? You got a you got either trade chip or you got a goalie controversy, and who who is going to take over the number one job? I th- I really feel like the Blues are going to. I think I think they're all in on Hofer. I really do. I I think well, uh I think it's the same way with Jake Allen. They were all in on Allen and it really literally was hey. not until it was like we fought, we have a guy that we have to play over him. Hey. I feel wh- like they're the same way with Hofer. Whoever whoever gives us the best chance to win, you know, yeah. put him in that. I, I, I'm with you. I, I love I love Bennington. I, I love the way he plays, love his swagger. I like it. Um and I, I'm hope I'm hoping that like he's here for the long haul. I I, I it'd be cool. Um, but yeah, in the end, at the end of the day, just give me the guy who's going to, you know, give us the best chance to win. How so. many times have we said, you know, we look at other teams that came in in 67 and even teams that have come in after like Vancouver and New Jersey. Um, don't they, they all have had franchise goalies at least once blues have never had a franchise goalie. It's just never happened. We've had really uh, good goaltending, but for the, over the short term each time. Yeah. It's right. never been so. It Joseph would be awesome up, for Joseph us. Joseph was probably the longest. Well, he's got the most games played, right? Or is it Liut? I think Liut's, Liut's got okay. more games played. Okay. Liut's the closest thing to a franchise goalie we've had, yeah. right? And that's embarrassing to me because he mm-hmm. wasn't here that long in the no. longevity of a of the sport. Right. So for me, like to be able to have a guy like Biddington who could be here eight, nine, ten years. I as long as he's playing okay and he's not you know uh, uh, Jason Bakashua out there, <laughs> I'd love to keep him and keep racking up those wins and get all those because right now, Bill, I don't know if you agree, but like I know Kurt and I have said greatest goalie in Blues history, Brian Elliott. <laughs> as much as we loved Brian Elliott, that's a little embarrassing. Five yeah. five seasons he was here, I think. Yep. Well, that and he yep. wasn't even the starter half the time. Yeah, I know, right? So that was, 
<laughs> took took the team to the Western Conference Finals and still wouldn't be given the number one job. Right? That's, yep. And That's, yeah, that whole era. I, I I when I think back on the era with goaltending, I, I mean it was fun to watch Elliot play a lot of the blast, but it was so frustrating as a, for me as a fan because I'm like, he's the guy. I yep. mean, let's just he's he's why. I don't know. They just could not commit to him. Anyway, so Greg Wyshynski, who has never been shy about voicing his Binion, Binion hate, Bennington hate. He hates Binions. <laughs> it's Binions. <laughs> that sounds compelled. like something you like, uh, that like a growth on your ass. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I can't come tonight. I got a bad Binion. <laughs> uh, he was compelled to point out the differences in Hofer and Bennington. Uh, so uh, obviously Hofer has had a huge stats bump Uh uh, after the last two games, he's played what thirteen games. So you have two games back to back, fantastic stats. It's gonna you know smaller sample size is gonna bump your stats up, and so of course he chooses now to share after Bennington's uh, game against Chicago <laughs> and Hofer's yep. two games. So he's, he's and he tweets this. He goes, "Big game from Joel Hofer last night for the St. Louis Blues against the Dallas Stars. Uh, he should probably play more of them." And that's all he did. And so he's just, you know, it's like a barb out there for just a, taking a shot at Bennington, which he likes to do. And I think, uh, and so uh, we, with the, with the show account replied, said, uh, Bennington is five and two lifetime versus the devils. Nine, 18, save percentage, two, four, four, uh, goals against average, including a one to nothing win versus New Jersey earlier this season, stopping 33, 34 and two and oh last season versus New Jersey, posting a nine, three, three save percentage and a 2.5 goals against average. So, Wyshynski should probably find a new team to root for if he's if they're losing to Benner. If that is that the logic he's going with, that if someone's not playing well, eh, switch change gears, right? So, I thought that was kind of funny. That's so him, man. I I've I've blocked him. I don't even follow him anymore. <laughs> I, he's just such a fucking troll. He, it's crazy to me that we have trolls in the media, and he is one of them. Oh, he's a huge troll. I used to love him. I used to think he was great. Yeah, me too. But I can't fucking stand his antics anymore. Puck Daddy used to deliver like the all the hockey news I ever needed. Me too. And when he went to ESPN, right, that great career move for him. Sure, it's paying very, very well. A lot better than Yahoo. Um, You know that that void. Like I, I don't know his his stuff's okay, but. You know, I definitely, definitely, you know, he's gone full, full, all in on on the trolling. Didn't didn't he come to the? Uh, there was a uh, a watch party here that yeah. game time through, and he showed up in his Stevens Devils jersey. Yep, yep, yeah, huge troll. Uh, uh, more of that girl. Just send a text uh, saying that here's how we look on live on Instagram. Have you seen it? It's it's, it's probably not good. No, it's cro- it's the the only person you can see is Bill because it's cro- <laughs> it's cropped uh, vertically down the middle. It doesn't resize it and shrink it. It just oh crops it right down the middle because of the vertical display on Instagram mm. on my phone. So so I'm oh, gonna, yep, I'm seeing it. <laughs> I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Sheldon and Fritz in here because they're they show up on my Instagram posts more than anything else. So we might get some additional followers if they're like, oh, it's the those dogs. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> sit like this so that way uh, you can see me on Instagram. Oh, oh there okay. we go. Yep. <laughs> I look great. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the game against Dallas, I, great game 
from start to finish uh, for the Blues. This was a fun game to watch. This was a good hockey game to watch. Uh, and specifically for the Blues, the, the goal that I liked a lot was Scandella's goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a clinic on puck possession, moving the puck quickly and efficiently off of the zone, and more importantly, the players weren't standing still. Everybody in the ice was moving, cycling, creating lanes, getting open. It was beautiful. And and the the criticism we had of this team at times this season was standing around, not doing uh, the extra work when they don't have the puck. This goal, this was a beautiful. I don't know how you defend this. This is like impossible to defend. Um, so much, so many shooting, and you know the goal was scored. A guy crossing in front, uh, a screen was created. Um, and the passing was just fantastic up high. I it was just, I was impressed. It was nice. Yeah. Great retention of the puck. Um, Marco Scandella starts out the play, rushing down the left-hand boards, goes behind the net, goes all the way out to the neutral zone, and picks a pass coming back in. Great screen by uh, Jake Neighbors and beautiful goal. I'm, I am not some, I, I, I don't talk to Marco Scandella. But I can tell in his play, he is so much more confident out there with Perunovic um, I, I, than, than opposed to Tyler Tucker. And and I'm fine with them playing Tucker. If they want him to get him minutes and, and fine, don't play him with Scandella. You can't. Those two together are awful. They don't read each other. They're both slow. It's just not a good pairing. With Perunovic, this is the third pairing the Blues need. Uh, Scandella feels much more confident because I think he knows Perunovic has speed and can get back if he needs to. And it, again, I've said this before, it lets him be the anchor on that pairing. It's Perunovic, go do crazy shit. I'm going to stand at the blue line when we have the puck. And if I have to rip it, I'll rip it. If I have to pass it behind the net, I'll pass it behind the net. Like, it's just, it, it provides him more confidence to play the way that we think he can and somebody who has said Marco Scandella should be a healthy scratch every game, I don't think that anymore. When he plays with Perunovic, I like the way they play together. Sure, they'll have some games where maybe they don't look as good or they'll be out there for two goals against because they're the third pairing. But overall, I like his game with Perunovic. And and he just he looks so ready to receive the puck and do something with it, as opposed to, I just got to get rid of this because Tyler and I are too slow if we turn it over. So I just, I love it. Scandella had a goal uh, and was plus two. Prunovich had two assists and was a plus one. Uh, This may have been Prunovich's best overall game uh, in the NHL. He had a very good game. Some people were saying that he was the best player on the ice. That's Hofer for me. Uh, Not even close. Um, Hofer got the number one star, rightfully so. Uh, Pretty much to get a star, too. Uh, Was it number three? What did he get? Number three? I think he got the second star. He, uh, why why is it not showing on? uh, I hate the NHL changes things around. Yeah, their site is awful. Recap, Um, uh, shots on goal. I don't see it anywhere. Oh, there there were a couple blues that had. Pretty much was number three. Scandal number two and Hofer number one. Okay. I yeah I th- I thought uh, Dallas's goalie should have gotten a star maybe. Oh good. Wedgwood was fucking yeah. ridiculous. It was that, really good. That's was the the power play sequence where he made like four saves within six seconds and yep. didn't have a stick for two of them. 
Yeah. So oh and right before amazing. right before uh, Robertson scored too. That whole yeah. that mm-hmm. whole power play penalty kill for them uh, yeah. was just oh yeah that they was had a full that was amazing five on three the Blues did and yep. um, I thought man that play like you mentioned it um, it actually reminded me of. I don't know if anybody remembers this game as well as I do. One of my favorite games of all time, 2001 Blues Stars, game four, Blues swept them. They scored a goal late, Chris Pronger, where there was a goal mouth scramble with Turgeon and Drake and Young, and they're just, you know, going crazy. Uh, Darian Hatcher's in there. Ed Belfour is just swimming through the crease, trying, he's stopping everything he can. Finally, Turgeon has a presence of mind to send it back, and then Pronger just roofs the shot. And, you know, Belfour is literally yep. diving across. I, know the goal. I remember the goal. I remember the goal. And this is exactly what I thought. Like, there was a goal mount scramble. Wedgwood makes, like, three saves. And then they finally had the presence of mind. I think it was Hayes. I could be wrong. Finally, has the presence of mind. Get it out of the scramble. Get it to the point, And just have one of the guys fire it. And that's what Pareko did. He stepped in, fired. Wedgwood literally jumps across the crease and makes a save with his chest. And it was just, Oh my God. And then, like you said, Robertson comes down and scores right after. And that was in my, that was the moment for me where I was like, God damn it. They're going to lose this game. Yeah. Dallas is going to come back. I thought it showed. I thought that, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, obviously I think the, 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 the killing off that, five on three and then scoring right after, right after on a mm-hmm. break um, <clears throat> on that, uh, on that play that uh, actually was a very poor play by Falk because the defense was going for a change yes. and he doesn't, he doesn't get the puck in deep and it's turned over the blue line, the, 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 the stars blue line and they quickly go back the other way. And the, and the defenseman come off the bench was who was that Fred? Who it was, but couldn't catch up. Uh, couldn't Brunovich, catch up. I think was the Brunovich? couldn't catch up. And it was just like that. Was, I mean, it was essentially a breakaway for Robertson, and he he buried it. And well, it's and like, Krug fuck. did the right thing. Krug got rid of the puck, sent it to Falk. Yeah, Falk had Went to get for a that change. Deep. He had to get off. He had yeah. gone for a while, and Falk, Falk has to get to off deep. too. So yeah, for me, Falk, it's like Falk, Falk sends it in, goes for a change, no problem. But he couldn't get it deep. I don't know why Falk was dicking around with a little bit. He skated in, put on the brakes, went to went forehand to backhand and went to flip it into the zone and it and it got knocked down right right at the blue line. And I'm like, why not just get across the red line and fire it in? Why are you I I hated that. That I mean yeah. hindsight being 2020, I'm sure this play happens a million times and nothing happens with it. But I mean that burned him and made it two to one and you're like, well shit. We almost went three nothing. Now it's two to one. They got momentum. And but kudos to the Blues for holding the fort after this. They yep. didn't let Dallas come at them and uh, and tie the game. I mean, Dallas did have a good third period, uh, outshot the Blues a lot. But granted, the Blues weren't necessarily trying to score in the third period, trying to hold on to the lead. Uh, but the Blues played well, held the fort, didn't give up that tying goal. So uh, kudos to them and f- held for again. We mentioned earlier, very good in this game, very very good. The- the Blues are 15-1-0 and in scoring first now and 15-2-1 when holding the opposition to three or fewer goals. So that's impressive. Uh, and the Stars' only two losses in their past six games have come against St. Louis. So again, why Dallas Stars fans should hate the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> <laughs> they, Yeah, in the playoffs, the last two times we've been in the playoffs against them, uh, two yep. game seven victories, and the last one was amazing. Yep. Uh, ben getting the puck. He stoned it on the blue on the goal line from uh, yep. Bennington. 
The damn near cross. Cagliano missing a wide open net That's from right. five That's feet out. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh my God. Joel Hofer, 39 saves. Now that is officially his career high. So we mentioned that twice this, uh, this round that tells you how good he's been in the past week. But yeah, I, I thought, and I thought overall, like, uh, you know, third period, they Dallas was pressuring. I like the way the blues played overall. I thought, um, yeah, Hofer did come up big when he had to, but there's really not any like major, Oh my God, ridiculous save from Hofer to keep this game two to one. I thought he didn't have to do that. Well, the, the, I save the, blues defense. the save on okay, Ben. The save on Ben. Yes. That, that was, was really good. good. On the side of the net. I'll when Ben Ben had to play it off his skate, I think, to his and couldn't one time it. Uh gave Hofer that extra second to get over and make that great save. He one times that, I think it's a goal. Uh probably. Yeah. But yeah. I mean that's you know impossible to one time. So yeah. But yeah, I mean that was a great save. Um but no, I hear you. There was no highlight reel amazing, like, oh, my God, saves. Yeah, Justin uh, Scott here, uh, good, good. He says it better than I did. He said yeah. that's why he has a podcast. Uh, the Blues <laughs> got out shot in the third, but they didn't give up anything in the middle of the ice. Yeah, they, again, talking about this team last year, there would have been three or four point-blank opportunities in the hash marks uh, for the Dallas Stars in this game. The Blues didn't allow that this game, and they looked great in the third period. Uh, Blues power play since the coaching change. The the Blues uh, before the change on December twelfth was eight point four, second worst in the NHL. Seven and eight points, eight point two was the very worst. So they were right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, seven for eighty three, and now after the coaching change, eleventh, eighteen point eight percent, four for sixteen. So markedly improves since the. Uh, you can say it's it's Bannister, which maybe it is. I'm sure. I'm sure he has plenty of input. But uh, obviously, the thing that I think we need to point to is uh, the thing in passing Doug Armstrong mentioned in his press right. conference. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, yeah. Hiring uh, Brad Richards as kind of a special assistant to take a look at tape and get back to Steve Ott and Drew Bannister on what he's seen. So clearly, that has helped. And I'll say it's not just the goals. Um, you talked about earlier, Kurt, the Blues just kind of standing around a lot. I haven't seen that as much. Um, there's a lot of plays where, like, you'll see a winger come through the crease to screen the goalie, but then come back out the outside, and then maybe the center, like Shen, will step into the goal, and then he steps out and goes behind the net. So there's a little bit more rotation than we've seen in the past, and uh, just letting the point men get the puck on their tape and then fire it, which we've seen plenty of times and uh obviously it's leading to chances and it's leading to goals so kudos to the blues on apparently making the right higher and uh making this a more potent offense part i'm gonna say part of the power play resurgence too um it's not like it's their world beaters right now but you know 11th nsl is 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 fine uh but you know probably um regressing a little more to the nor or uh, not regressing but improving more towards the norm, which, you know, this was not a team that should have been 8.4%. They, they were a better power play team than this, uh, than that. Um, they were bound to be a little better. So um, maybe this is just a natural progression for this power play, but uh, whatever the reason, um, the 11th is fine. I can live with 11th. Uh, that's, yep. that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. Hey, that's, that's better than I put this team. It, to me, 
They are a middle-of-the-pack offensive team, so I'd say 16th. So if they're better than that, give me that the rest of the season. Next. Yeah. I was just saying, I think, you know, the, the Brad Richards thing is huge on the point of the power play. Brad, Brad Richards thing's obviously huge, tough to quantify, but I also think the emphasis on shooting overall, right, being less selective with shots, shooting more. I think that's one thing we've seen mm-hmm. since the change. And then also, you know, just a, you know, unfortunately, sorry for, for Ruby and for any tenured coach. After a while, the voice gets stale and you need somebody yeah. new in there. It's weird how that works. Um, you, you would think that the fact that you're playing in the NHL for millions of dollars, um, I mean, it's a, a childhood dream, right? To be playing in the NHL and you're somehow no longer motivated by your coach to play. You shouldn't need motivation from your coach to play. You should, you should be, I mean, all the motivation you need is the fact that you're fucking playing in the NHL. I mean, that's oh, my God. You think back to when you're a kid and you're like, look what you're doing now. That's all you got to do. I don't just, just, it seems so simple to me to, to be able to say, just, you know, just enjoy you know, your time in the NHL because it's short lived. Well, it's, know. it's it, for them. It's, it's a job, you know, you and I look at it as a little different than they do. It's, well, you know, but Bennington said just the other day, he said, uh, you know, when player, when the team wasn't playing, everyone wasn't pulling their weight. He was like, you know, get the, get the hell out. If you're not going to, not going to, you know, give it your all because uh, the, uh, your time in the NHL is short lived and uh, we want to make the most of it. So if you're not here to make the most of it, get out, you know, so we can. And I think that was, that, that was, that's one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard a player say, not brilliant, but one of the, honest. one of the most honest uh, and like, like, honestly simple, right? The, the most simple, it was such a simple idea that he just put into words and said it. And it's like, that's fantastic. And uh, that's something that should be said more often um, to certain players who may not want to be giving it their all. I mean, you know, most players might only play in the league five, six, seven, eight years. You know, it's like, and some play longer, some play shorter. It's like, you know, make the most of it while you're here. My God. Uh, Next up for the Blues, Friday versus uh, the Colorado Avalanche, 7 p.m. Um and we talked about this earlier after two big wins. This game is super interesting to me, um, how they play. Will the Blues continue to be the up-and-down team and fall flat versus the Avalanche, or will they string together three impressive wins versus three good teams, four wins overall? Uh, a solid win here would uh, make people raise their eyebrows, I think, at the Blues and say, is this the level we should be expecting from this Blues team now? Uh, with wins against Florida, Dallas, Colorado, and the comeback against uh, Chicago. I mean, is this who they are now? Well, and that's not to mention the big wins we saw them have earlier this year, even. You know, yes, they were inconsistent, but, you know, Tampa Bay, Vegas, Vegas. I mean, all big games. Yeah. So I think, you know, to to me, this is the biggest game of the season uh, as far as Howard, if we're going to try and label this team as something, or if if this team's going to try and get an identity. Uh, this would be uh, this is the biggest game of the season to to try and make people think, oh, well, this team might uh, might be a little better than what the expectations were, no. or is it just a hot streak? So, so let me ask you this: Who do you start in goal tomorrow? Bennington. Me too. 
What do you think, Bill? <laughs> and then Hofer and, on uh, Hofer in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Biddington, Biddington's, you know, just the numbers against the Avalanche. He's always been good against them. Oh yeah. If there's if there's a team he'll raise his game for, it's the Avalanche. What I, I don't That's, have his numbers in front of me since, but since the since the Cadre uh, game. Yeah. When he, when he he purposely dove on Biddington, um, which everyone with and a brain Andrew knows Bennington that. Everyone with a brain knows that. that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his numbers against Colorado since that game, I think, are really, really good. I think. Uh, he had a big win against him earlier this season. Yeah, and last that was that two, eight to eight to two, eight to three game. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, so Saturday against Pittsburgh, and then Thursday, January fourth versus uh, the Canucks, Vancouver, Vancouver. So yeah, I mean the the Pittsburgh game seems like the softy in there. But uh, <laughs> which is crazy to think when you look at their lineup, but I know, it's right? true. Yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, they, they are not a strong team this year. Uh, Vancouver has been damn mm-hmm. good. I'm watching them right now. They're losing to Philadelphia four to one, but mm-hmm. still good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL. We got that 50 year old Nikolai Hobby Bullen signs with a torpedo Misney, uh, Navgord, sure. Navgorod. <laughs> of the Continental Hockey League, spelled with a K, because that's what Russians do. Uh, they he signed on to be the team's third goaltender for the remainder of the season. He has not played in a professional game since November 16th, 2013. While a member of the Chicago Blackhawks, he will be turning 51 next month, and he will always, for me, be remembered for being uh, the guy that gave up uh, Turgeon's goal in Game 7 in overtime. Yes, yeah, that there's two two things I remember him for that, and I literally had a friend. Um, this would have been, geez, I was in college, I guess, like oh six, oh seven ish, and uh, they were watching. Actually, I think it was oh four, so I think I was in uh, high school. Yeah, it was when um, he was playing for the Lightning, and uh, somebody said, "Yeah, I was watching this game last night." Man, the, the Lightning goalie had the weirdest name, and I was like, "Yeah, how do you think you pronounce that?" And he goes. Quabulin, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yep, Quabulin. That's correct. Now, from now on, it is Quabulin." So, uh, so many times I have said, "Like, oh yeah, Nikolai Quabulin," and somebody's like, "Dude, it's 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 Hobby Bullen." I'm like, "I know, I know." But yeah, so those are the two reasons I remember his name so well. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's. Is this like a? e-bug thing for them they say he's the third goalie so does that mean that maybe that's just kind of their e-bug situation that they have to actually sign him to a contract i don't know but it'll be interesting to see if he gets into a game this year i don't know Um, i guess you don't know that do you no 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 i i I don't keep up with the khl Not that you could find out a lot of details about that league anyway. It's no. right. hard. They don't really advertise that too well. Right. Um, yeah. About uh, about the only uh, goaltending uh, thing in Russia I could comment on is uh, they shouldn't have pulled Tretiak and gone with Michigan in 80. <laughs> yes. Um, I, it's funny because my streaming service picked up um, – it, it did pick up some KHL games for a short period. And I was like, oh, nice. I think it lasted about a week. And then I don't know if it was the Russians or what, but it got shut down very quickly. Uh, well, I think we're about done with this show. You guys got anything you wanted to say in closing? 
Uh, are we uh, are we getting together next week? We can. Let me let me. What's the schedule look like? I didn't look at it for next week. No, I did last week. Uh, we got, um, well, uh, we looked at it just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, well, so they've got not, January. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Monday is New Year's, and they don't play until Thursday. So we could do right. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, let's do uh, Tuesdays. Not well. We can talk off air. Yeah, Bill, we'll talk off air. Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I I should be available. Okay. Cool. Let's make it happen. Uh, Let's Go Blues Radio has been brought to you in part by Rockin' That Idea Life. You can con- you can contact uh, Dustin by emailing him at Dustin at rockin'thatidealife at gmail.com and get 10% off and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Realtor Mike Burgoyne. Give Mike a call today at 314-753-4060. For all of your home buying and selling needs, that's 314-753-4060. That will wrap up episode 12 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Live chats. We don't have a live chat on Instagram. Do we? Apparently Plugged not. In? No. So, <laughs> But uh, hey, wa- Instagram got a great look at Bill all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you watch on Insta- Instagram, you got to see uh, Bill the entire show. Yeah. Next week, it will be my Weimar honors in my spot. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder, Bill Day, uh, and Austin Lynch, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, fuck Colorado. Let's go Blues. Fuck Colorado. Let's go Blues. And Happy New Year to all of Blues Nation. Yes. Fuck Colorado. Let's go Blues. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Peace out. Happy Boxing Day. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score, they are quite a hockey team, my friend.